Thanks for joining us here at New Song Church, where we're helping people to know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. If you have any questions at all, or just want to learn more about us as a church, you can go to mynsc.org happenings. It's the best way to stay connected with us throughout the week. And now, check out this week's sermon. This morning, um, I brought along something that our, how can I say this, um, I guess our well-seasoned um, individuals might know this a little bit better than some of our younger ones. But this, this, does this look familiar to anyone out there? Okay, for some of you, you're looking at what the heck is that? Well, this happens to be a radio. Okay, for those of you in the younger group that have no clue what this looks like, this is a radio. Okay, this, this happens to be, this actually is a nicer one. It's got a cassette player in there. That's something else that you younger ones might not even know what is, okay? But this is a radio, okay? This is back when, when I was growing up. This is what they look like, all right? And you had, to, you had to do some special things with this one to actually get anything out of it, okay? This little knob right here would, would, turn, would, would tune in anything that you wanted, okay? Whatever station happened to be there were close to you, okay? And the cars in my day worked the same way, okay? You had a little knob that you had to fine-tune and adjust. How many of you remember getting out of the area of the station you were trying to listen to, and you'd have to fiddle with that knob just a little bit to keep it in station and keep it, keep it clear and so you could actually hear what was going on. And everywhere, it never failed, but everywhere you went seemed like your favorite song was on and then all of a sudden it was just static, right? Yeah, a lot of you are feeling my pain on that one, okay? That's the way these things worked. They took a lot of fiddling to get them to get the, the station dialed in. The farther you got away from that station, the weaker the signal. You may have to mess with it a little bit more. Okay, the closer you were to the station, wow, it worked just great, right? That's what we're gonna be talking about today. We're gonna be talking about today tuning into God and adjusting making that adjustment that you may need to tune into God, to hear what he's got for you. Now I'm going to go ahead and try something I've never done here in, in sitting down, okay? Normally I'm, I'm, a, I'm a walker, but I'm not going to, try, I'm not going to do that today. But um, as I said, for some of our newer ones, who don't recognize this technology, okay, for some of our younger members, think about your cell phones, okay? When, you are, when you're out and you're trying to get a call, all right, and you're not close to a, a cell tower, what happens? Crystal clear communication? No, no, dropped calls, unsent messages, Basically the same thing as when you're away from the, the source of that signal with these too. Same thing that happens today, okay? Now, 
it's, it's just, it looks a little bit different. Instead of messing with this knob to adjust everything, I've seen some people doing some really weird things with these, trying to get us, trying to locate a signal. They're holding them like this. Just walk through an airport sometime, okay? And, and, and walk to the mall and do a little bit of people watching. And it's sort of humorous sometimes because they're looking around, you know, holding their mouth a different direction, everything else, trying to get it to work, all right? But most of your, most of your now, your word, you check your connection level by the number of bars that you have. Let's look at this from a Christian perspective, okay? If you've got your notes, go ahead and get those out and get them ready to go. Number one, God wants to commune with you. God wants to commune with you. Genesis chapter 3, verses 8 and 9, the NIV says it this way. Then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And they hid from the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man, said, where are you? As if he didn't know. Let's break that down for a minute. Adam and Eve had to be, first of all, they had to be familiar with the sound of God. I mean, this is the creator of the universe, okay? This is the creator of the universe. Adam and Eve had to be familiar with that sound because look, it said they heard the sound of the Lord God as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day. So they had to be familiar with what that was, what that sound was. They had to have walked and talked with God in the past to get familiar with that sound, right? They were used to communicating with God. They were used, and your second point here, they were used to an intimate relationship where they were walking, talking, and listening with God. They were used to communing with God in an intimate relationship. That involved walking, talking, and listening. Second, this was God's original plan and intention for his creation. To have that intimate relationship with them. We know that the Bible says in Malachi in the Old Testament, and then again in Hebrews in the New Testament, that God doesn't change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So this must be God's plan and his desire for each one of us today. He wants to commune with you and me on a daily basis. He wants us to be familiar enough with him to where we could recognize his voice when he's talking to us. Number two in your notes, we must set the environment to hear God speak. We must set the environment to hear God speak. 2 Timothy 2, verse 15 says, Do your best to present yourselves to God as one approved. The King James Version puts it, says it this way. He says, Study to show thyself approved. I sort of like that one a little bit better. But study to show yourself approved to God as one approved. 
Um, a worker who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly handles the word of truth. What do you do when you, get, when you want to get to know someone? You spend time with them, right? All of you married folks out there, okay, when you wanted to get to know your, your spouse, what did you do? You spent time with them. You hung out with them. You called them on the phone, okay? Back in my day, that was called long distance. Okay, just goes to show, that, yeah, I've got a little bit, I've got a couple years on me, okay? That was long distance. My parents were always hovering right over there every time I was talking with her, long distance, and they were, okay? But you're trying to find out who they really are beyond that first meeting, right? Getting to know someone in your next your next section in your notes, getting to know someone takes time and energy. Takes time and energy. Well, you got to spend this time and energy to find out what God is like as well. Okay, well, what's this time and energy look like according to a Christian when you're trying to find out what God looks, what, what God is like? Glad you asked. It's Bible reading and prayer. It's Bible reading and prayer. When I was courting my wife, I wanted to spend time finding out what she liked and what she disliked, where she enjoyed going, and everything that she enjoyed doing. All of these questions were answered by spending time together, by communicating, okay, one-on-one, -on -one, communicating. There was no Speedy Sue app that I could download and instantly know everything there was to know about her, okay? We just celebrated our 36th wedding anniversary, okay? And yeah, she's stuck with me that long, so give her a hand. <laughs> but I just want to tell you, I still don't have her figured out, okay? Just being perfectly honest. And any man in here, Okay, I realize it's Father's Day, but any man in here that says you've got your wife figured out, we'll talk later. I'll set you up on an appointment with Dr. Bill and we'll get you some counseling because you're definitely, definitely not all there. All right? But in all seriousness, getting to know God is the same process. You've got to put in that time and take that energy, expend that energy to get to know him. Do you, you, do you want to know how or what God's thinking? Read your Bible. That's the best place to start. Read your Bible. I'll tell you what, coming to church here is great. Well, we have, in my opinion, in my opinion, and it's not just because I'm sitting up here. In my opinion, we have the best church in this whole area. Okay, we have the best church in this whole area. And that means it's all you guys. And I don't want to miss a Sunday away from you guys. Okay, we were on vacation last week, and I wasn't here. And I'll tell you, even though we did attend church where we were at, it wasn't the same. It wasn't my family. Okay, you guys are my family. We have the greatest church 
But I'll tell you, this church, even though it is great and everything else, isn't enough. On Sunday mornings, it's not enough to know truly what God's thinking and what he's wanting to talk to me, how he's wanting to communicate with me. I have to put in some extra energy on my own. I have to study my Bible. I have to read and study my Bible. I know there are a lot of nice Bible apps out there that you can have for your phone, okay? And I'll tell you, they are great. I happen to have version on here, and I use it quite a bit. And the Bible apps are great, but it doesn't matter whether or not you're used to swiping the screen or whether you're used to turning a page. It doesn't matter. It's the same, okay? It's the same. As long as you're reading and studying your Bible, the Word of God, okay? What really matters, like I said, is that you're studying on your own. Because the Bible tells us what God likes and what he dislikes, what he promises us and what he says we should avoid. Now, be warned here, because the world's going to try to distract you. That's your next note. The world's going to try and distract you. Your ears must be tuned into God's voice. Or else you're going to be interf- you're going to get interference from your between what God wants you to hear and the world. They're going to try and talk louder than that still small voice that God has. The world's go- the world speaks a different language than what God speaks. The world speaks a different language than what God speaks. It marches to a different drumbeat. When we put off avoiding studying God's word, we gradually cease to listen to God's voice. We're like that car that moves farther and farther away from the station, and you have to end up adjusting a little bit out, a little bit more each and every time. We move farther and farther away from that station, so the signal isn't as strong. It's not, getting as, it's not getting through to us. After a while, we can't make out what God's trying to tell us because we've lost our connection to him. Have you ever tried to start your Bible study back up after taking some time off? You ever tried that? All the things in your head are going to tell you that you could be doing something else more productive. I remember a time when I thought I was so busy, um, I was a private contractor, and I thought I was so busy that I could gain some time by getting up earlier and starting working earlier. I did increase my time at work. When I came home, then I had to do all the things around the house that I needed to, that needed done. But during this time, since I was getting up earlier and everything, my quiet time with God came to a virtual standstill. One I wasn't putting in that time. Still went to church each Sunday, but I wasn't growing on my own or tuning in to God to seek God and listen to what he wanted me to do. During this time, I started to want a different truck than the one that I had. Okay, I'm a guy. I like trucks. Still do to this day. 
I didn't pray or I didn't seek God about this decision. I was just on the hunt. Okay, some of you guys know what I'm talking about. I was on the hunt, and I was looking. Well, obviously, when, when, when you're looking for something like that, guess what? You're, gonna, you're usually going to find it. You're usually going to find it. Well, hindsight being 2020, um, I can see that I probably should have kept the original truck and, and just been content. Okay, probably should have. Rather, I got another vehicle that was not what I needed, which led to then getting another vehicle to replace that one. And then I ended up going into debt on that one to, to boot, which I can guarantee you God definitely didn't want for me and my wife. Okay? Just like that radio, I had moved away from God, gotten farther away from the source of that signal, and then other signals started taking over. Okay? We all do this. When we start to listen to some of those other signals and voices in our head, some of them are pride, our fleshly desires, or our own excuses. I deserve this one. Eventually, if we let them, these voices can completely drown out the voice of God in our lives. They'll tell you things like, well, I don't need to go to church this week. I've worked really hard and a lot of hours, and I need a break. God says that I'm supposed to take a break, right? I don't need to go to church. I can get all the church I need online. I don't need to help out in children's ministry. They've got plenty of people back there. They don't need my help. I could go on and on. Okay, but you get what I'm saying, right? All of these things, all of these things are lies. Okay, all of them are lies. John 8, 44 says that Satan is the father of lies. That's all he can speak is lies. He's the father of lies. John 10, 10 says that the thief, once again, Satan, comes only to kill, steal, and destroy. Okay, that's all he's coming to do. All of these worldly voices that we tune into, instead of God's voice, originate from the devil. They're designed to turn your attention away from God and what he wants for us. It's God's desire that we tune into his voice and the message that he has for us. That's your next point. It's God's desire that we tune into his voice and the message that he has for us. Jeremiah 29, verse 11 through 14 tells us, for I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Then you will call on me and come, to pray to, come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me, when you seek me with all your heart, and I will be found by you, declares the Lord. Did you know that God speaks to us in ways besides through his word? It's true. 
while he speaks most frequently through the Bible and study of his word, we've got to be careful not to discount any of the other methods we learn or we hear God's voice through, okay? Because there are many different ways that God can speak to us. Number three in your notes. God speaks through prayer when we listen. God speaks through prayer when we listen. God will sometimes speak to his children during prayer. This is why when you're praying, you should always have a time of listening to God to speak, listening for God to speak. Okay, by all means, take your request to God. He wants to hear you talking to him. He wants to hear you communicating with him. But just like Adam and Eve back in the garden, okay, they had learned to hear, listen and hear what God was saying. You need to do the same thing. There's a time when you need to be still and wait upon him to give you the answer. Just recently, I listened to an interview with Steve Harvey where he described his day, okay? Steve Harvey, most of you guys know him. Um, he starts each day, he stated that he starts each day with prayer and meditation. He immediately went on to say that the meditation wasn't what most people would envision it being. He doesn't sit with his legs crossed. I can't even do it, I would hurt myself trying. Doesn't sit with his legs crossed and his, and his hands on his knees and saying home or anything else like that. That's not what he's talking about. That's not the meditation. He said his meditation was a time of listening for God to speak. So every morning he starts his day with prayer and meditation. And that meditation is listening for God to speak, quieting his mind and spirit to focus on God's voice. Steve Harvey asked, the interviewer then, how he said, how can we expect to hear an answer to prayer when we often don't give God the attention and quiet time to speak? When we don't listen for him to speak. Your next point in your notes, meditate on listening for God's voice. Meditate on listening for God's voice. Imagine asking a friend 10 questions in a row and not breaking to allow them to answer any of them. Going something like this. Hi, my name's Rich. What's your name? How many kids do you have? Where do you live? What's the airspeed velocity of an African swallow? What's your favorite color? That's nice. Have a great day. Did I learn anything from whoever I was talking about, talking to? No, not a thing. Not a thing, because I didn't give him time to answer. I didn't give him time to answer. We need to make sure that when we pray and we end without waiting to hear God's answer, that's exactly what we're doing. Go, oh, Lord, thank you for this day. Lord, we thank you for all the blessings that you've given us. Lord, I, I have this need that I want to give to you. Lord, I, wanna, I, I need to hear your voice in this direction and everything else. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Off you go to start your day. Okay, I want to encourage you. When you're praying, take a couple minutes. 
Calm your head, calm your heart, and listen to God. Listen for him, and he'll speak to you. It may not be the way that you're thinking, but then again, it may be. Okay, we need to listen for God's answer when we pray. Number four. God wants to communicate with us through wise counsel. God wants to communicate with us through wise counsel. What about God speaking through other people? Can God do that? Yeah, of course God can. Of course God can. The Bible's full of examples where wise counsel was given to someone who was seeking, obviously, and often to those who were not. 1 Samuel 13 tells about Saul getting counseled and corrected by Samuel. Basically, Saul got impatient. His impatience led him to sin, and Samuel told him that he was going to be punished by God for his impatience. Okay, And you can look that up later. It's 1 Samuel 13, and read that whole story. Okay. When I was growing up, there was a man in my church that I still to this day consider to be one of the wisest men that I knew. Um, when I would go over to his farm to help him out with whatever it may be that he needed some help with, um, I'd often ask him questions. Uh, he would never answer my questions off the cuff. He would always pause for a few seconds and think about his answer before saying anything. And to this day, I still remember the look that he would give when he was doing it. He would, I'd ask him a question, and he would pause for a minute, and he'd look up like this and just think about the question. And I, I, he's, he's passed away, but I firmly believe that he was praying for an answer because that's just the kind of guy that he was. He would, pray, he would pause for a few seconds and think about his answer before saying anything. By the way, I think this is a trait that uh, we can all benefit from practicing. Quite often, we're too ready with an answer when we should be pausing and waiting and seeking the Lord for an answer to a question. This man's answers and advice were always spot on with God's word. Always spot on with God's word. Now, this is something that we need to be cautious about. When we're given advice, we should always compare that advice to what the Bible says about that same topic. Amen? If the advice that we receive contradicts God's word, then something's not right. And I can guarantee you, God's word is always right. It really doesn't matter who's giving you the advice. As a pastor, I hope and pray that each one of you takes what I've said this morning, takes this home and studies your Bible to make sure that everything I tell you is in there. Okay, that's my prayer. Just because you're hearing it from someone up here in front of you, a pastor, even if you're hearing it on TV from a pastor of a mega church or something like that, you should still take every word of that to the Bible to compare and see 
if what he's telling you is truly what God says in his word. Amen? That's the way to find out if what, they're, what you're being told, the advice you're being given is truly biblical advice. A true message from God will never contradict what the Bible says. There's your next one. A true message from God will never contradict what the Bible says. This is also true about what we read and gather from books and different Bible studies. If it's contrary to what God says in the Bible, it's false, plain and simple. I've read many books in my life. Many of them have been really, really good books. Some of them, eh, not so much. Not so much. But most of the books that I've read, okay, I can usually pull a nugget of truth out of them somewhere. And then I have no problem. I don't get hung up on the rest of what's said in that book. I can, okay, that's fine. That's your opinion. Okay? I can search through a book to find that nugget of truth that's in there. And then the rest of it, I can leave to the author. Let him do deal with what he's got to deal with. Okay? But I can't say it enough. Read and study your Bible to know the truth. That's the only way that I have found the truth in some of these books is by reading and studying the Bible and by taking what the author's trying to tell me back to the Word of God and seeing how it compares. Number five, God can audibly talk to you. God can audibly talk to you. There are other ways that God uses to communicate with us. The last method I want to talk about today is hearing his audible voice. Is hearing his audible voice. Now, I know this sounds like a movie that Charlton Heston starred in, but I'm not talking about theatrics. The audible voice of God was witnessed by numerous people throughout the Bible. Abraham, Moses, Samuel, at Jesus' baptism, his transfiguration, and the crucifixion, just to name a few, the audible voice of God was heard. When God called my family to the mission field many years ago, um, I happened to be in Guatemala, um, away from Sioux, and that's a whole other story that, that I can tell you later. But God audibly spoke to me. I heard his voice. Now, this may seem hard to believe, but it happened. And I believe that this is what it really took for me to truly believe that it was God's calling to make that step into missions, full-time missions at that time in our life. I really truly believe that's what it took for God to get through this hard head that I happen to have. We need to be careful not to put God in a box by saying that he always has to communicate in a certain manner. God will choose the way he wants to communicate with each and every one of us. And it can be different each and every time. We just need to be ready and willing to accept that communication. We also need to understand that God may choose a different way of communicating to someone else than how he communicates with us. 
and that it's not any better or any worse. Let me repeat that for some of you Christians here in the auditorium. Just because God creates or God communicates with someone else differently than the way he communicates with you, it's not any better or any worse than the way that he's communicating with you. Okay? Don't look at, don't look at somebody else saying, oh, I need to be just like Sister So-and-so. I need to be like Brother So-and-so because he hears God's voice, stuff like that. Okay? God's going to communicate with you. And the way that he communicates with you is the way he wants to communicate with you. Once again, though, we need to make sure that the voice we're listening to is God's voice by checking that message that we're hearing with the Word of God. He's not going to tell you anything that's contrary to His written Word. Guarantee it. He's not going to tell you anything that is contrary to His written Word. That is vitally important. So what's the takeaway in this message for all of us this morning? If we really want to know when and what God is saying to us, we need to get to know God's voice. You need to first get to know God's voice. How do we do that? Reading and studying his word. Start there. Get to know God so you know when he's speaking to you. Get to know God so you know when he's speaking to you. Now, maybe you're in a place this morning where you didn't even know that God wants to communicate with you and show you a new way to live. But right now, you're wanting to turn away from the world's voices and you're wanting to tune into God's voice. Go ahead and bow your head. Close your eyes. If that's you, if you're looking at to tune into God today, this is your first time. You're saying, it's time that I give this over to God. Go ahead and slip up your hand right now. I see those hands. Go ahead and put them down. Now, maybe you're on the other end of this where you're already already a Christian and you're saying, yeah, but I've gotten farther away from the signal. I need to retune my mind to hear what God's got for me. If that's you, then go ahead and slip up your hand right now. Hands all over this hands all over. Go ahead and put them down. I'm going to say a prayer right now. I'm going to pray for you. Starting prayer is going to be for those of you in that first boat that said, yeah, now is the time. I want to make that decision and let let God talk to me. Start listening to his voice. Then the last section of this prayer is going to be involved for everybody else so that you can dial in to what God's got for you. 
Father God, I've been listening to the world for so long. It's time that I've just, this time right now, it's time that I want to just turn my life over to you. Lord, I thank you. I thank you for your sacrifice. I thank you for for wanting to communicate with me. So today, Lord, I accept you. I accept your communication. And I thank you for wanting to make me new. Father God, I thank you for wanting to lead me. Lord, now for those here in this sanctuary who said it's time to retune their radio to hear you. Father God, I pray that right now this is not just a moment in time when it's just a flash in a pan. Lord, I pray for each and every person to raise their hand. Father God, just draw them to you. Help them to place you first. Help them to tune in to you before listening to the world around them. Lord God, strengthen them in their desire to hear from you. Lord God, and once again, talk to them. Speak to them through your word. Lord, speak to their hearts. Show them the way that you would have them go each and every day. Lord, we thank you for all the ways that you speak to each and every one of us. Father, help us to tune into you more and more each and every day. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Now, if that was you the first time, um, I want you to go ahead and fill out one of those connection cards. Drop it off out here at guest services. We have a, a book that we'd like to get in your hands. It tells you about taking your next steps with Jesus. For all the rest of you, I want to thank you for being here today. And I want to bless you and say, have a great rest of the day. We love you. And uh, we'll see you next week. Don't forget, dads, if you're here, grab one of your special treats on the way out. Have a blessed day, new song. As a church, it's our honor to play a small part in what God is doing through your life. And we would love to continue on that journey with you. To find out what your next steps could be in your relationship with Christ, all you have to do is go to mynsc.org contact. Thank you to all of you who consistently give, serve, and pray. You are the ones who God is using to make a difference in our community as we live out our mission of leading people to become fully devoted followers of Christ. Thank you for watching. We hope you tune in next week.